After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! In honor of Mad Dog revealing that he makes $10,000 per show on First Take, John, let me say, God bless everybody! <laughs> yeah, that's what we make a podcast. So, you know, similar uh, similar comps, Mad Dog similar and him. You know? yep, when we negotiate with each other, it's like Mad Dog's making 10. Stephen A's like, yeah, Mad Dog, be happy about that 10 per show. Stephen A's making 10 million. 
Do you know what it shows you when you get a guy with who doesn't need it? Like I, I, we were just talking. Like obviously he likes it. I think he takes a lot of pride. He enjoys like he sees a lot of himself in Stephen A. Stephen A. sees a lot of himself in him. ESPN did not want that out. Like you don't want because let's face it, a lot of these younger players have no fucking clue who the guy is and think like. I would imagine it's going to create some problems. And he, I, he, I mean, you listen to the audio. I just saw like uh, someone Jimmy, tweeted it out. Yeah, Jimmy Traney had tweeted some of it. Does he even care? Like, he doesn't care at all. Like he's no. not worried about them fucking with him. But I, no. I can't imagine that rattled some cages, which I'm glad in, internally in the, is it the worldwide leader anymore? I, I'd say no, but uh, you know, a, a past champion who's still going, still carry strong. some, still carry some heavyweight. Their brand recognition is very strong. I'd say yeah, their like, brand recognition is bigger than what they, their impact now. Yeah, non, non games, non games. Yeah, their games impact is pretty good, right? The NHL, all of a sudden, like I'm not a big hockey watcher, but I just see it occasionally because ESPN's interested in it again, right? Well, I mean, they're rolling out like Mark Messier. I mean, they have legitimate people. I know, like, Steve, it, their coverage look, again have not even watched a lot of it, so I don't want to be like, oh, it's on ESPN now and I'm watching it, but it just looks really clean. It looks really w- good. Walk off last night. I heard about that. There was some. I don't uh, think it's called a walk off. There, there were no. I like walk skate off. There was some controversy about a shift change, John. I I, I got to do a deep dive on that. But it's three. It's three one Fs. Uh, okay, we got a lot. Uh, we got some mailbag to get to today. We got to talk about Arch Manning today. We got to preview our Sunday. Remember Sunday our Sunday conversation. That was a Bob Lee thing. That was ESPN. Lincoln Riley coming up on the podcast on Sunday. We talked to him. We talked to him, and then we talk about him and USC football and all kinds of stuff. So that's coming up. Um, on Sunday, so check out that podcast coming out. You know, it'll be out late Sunday and Monday if you want to watch it uh, or listen to it. We appreciate everybody. If you're watching this, hit that like button on the YouTube, subscribe to the channel, our podcast. If you're listening to it, we appreciate you as well. Uh, leave us a review, five stars, Apple Podcast. That helps us out. All the stuff you guys do helps us out, helps us uh, make money and helps us grow. And uh, we appreciate that support. So leave us a review, leave us a question. That's how you get in the Haberman and Middlecoff mailbag. And if you want, in that question, Tell us your favorite bar anywhere in the world. We love. Yeah, share with your friends, share with your enemies. I, I thankful. I was thinking Lincoln. Just the timing was pretty perfect. You know, Fourth of July week is the following week, and then who knows? People are. You know, the podcast schedule gets off. So I think it was perfectly timed. Obviously, it was a little out of our control. It's good. It's good. Uh, it's good now, call. granted, it's not like he's sitting in the office on Fourth of July either. So I mean, he probably they're banging some stuff out right before everyone goes on vacation for. Because usually, I think the college football coach's vacation is probably pushed three or four weeks back of what the NFL is because they do these camps this month, yeah. right? We, we just hit the dead period, though, so you can't really recruit. I think we just hit it, or we're about to. So it kind of ends for them for the next month, right? Yeah. They're not allowed yep. to do anything. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's, why God, that's why God made bad phones. <laughs> uh, but honestly, I think if you talk, I mean, you talk to them, too. Like, these guys are glad. Like, they, they don't want to do it. They, they would love to, like, can everyone just put their fucking phones down? Yeah, the coaches right? are the ones that want dead periods because it yes. gives them a day off. <laughs> yeah. I feel that's, bad for them. No, that's where the NFL is just can't talk to him. Can't talk to him. Just following the rules. You know, yeah. you're not a bad guy. It'd be like if the NFL instituted everyone must go home at 5 p.m. If every coach knew all the other coaches were going home at 5 p.m., like 95 percent of them would just hey, can't break the rules. Now, McVay and Shanahan and Belichick would break that rule. But most but, but, of them, but I think they've noticed it because Kyle's like, yeah, our practice, we're good. <laughs> you know, it's like I, you know, I and you look around the league. Most of them are not. You see all these teams getting popped. McCarthy got popped. Well, McCarthy, got popped. McCarthy, McCarthy is feeling the pressure. Well, he got popped for having a physical practice, right? And so did yeah. Ron. Yeah. The, the moment you like put one hand on someone, players like, call that shit in. 
Ryan, this is not flying on our watch anymore. Can you McCarthy's imagine like, like guys, you? McCarthy's like, guys, did you see what the 49ers did to us last year? We're soft. Well, can, you know, it's you, funny you mentioned new Vince, we, Vince Lombardi rolling around in his grave, thinking about these players turning coaches in. Well, we were getting ready to interview Lincoln, doing some research. I found an old an interview that he did, and he said Bob Stoops has a line: uh, "Newt Rockney's been dead a long time." That's what Bob Stoops says. In other words, like you know, like pump up speeches is not how you win football games in college football anymore. Like you got to treat players differently. Newt Rockney been Newt, Newt Rockney been dead a long time. Uh, it's a good line. Well, I agree. I I think college more than the pros. There's something about like. Pat Hill and I, you know, Urban and Saban, like every once in a while, a Saban thing will leak like pregame or on a Friday night. And you're like, oh, my God, I could, if I could make a tackle, which I can't, I would make a tackle for Nick. There, I, I, I do. Now, again, like part of why Nick can do that, because all week their schemes elite, their practices right, have been elite. Right. He's right. You're in the biggest I, games. I, I do think there's something about like. Kirby Smart, you know, remember Ed Ogeron after they beat Alabama, Roll Tide, what, fuck you? I mean, that was just like, God damn, these guys are having a good time. Yeah, when you can back it up, it's as powerful as it gets in sports. Hey, before we go any further, let's tell the people about our friends at sleepnumber.com slash ham, sleepnumber.com slash ham. Go into your local Sleep Number store or go to sleepnumber.com slash ham to check out the latest deals. Yeah, we are uh, long-time sleep number bed sleepers. Can't recommend it enough. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Guy has one. I have one. A lot of people listening have one through us. We appreciate anyone who's ever got a bed through sleepnumber.com slash ham. For any of you people, having a good night rest is a game changer. Changes your life. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Uh, sleep number, sleep IQ sleepers. Get more sleep on average every year, the non-sleep number uh, or sleep IQ sleeper. So uh, check it out, sleepnumber.com slash ham. You know, it's funny. You know how you told me you jumped in your car and you broke your rib or whatever? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other day, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly Schwarzenegger in his prime here, but I do some lightweights. I was just, I mean, again, like 15, 20s, you know, just keep yeah. it tight. Mm, I like it. And all of a sudden I'm doing something. I'll, I feel a little something. I'm like, oh. <laughs> And I can barely breathe, and it feels like I have like a pulled muscle around my rib cage, and it's just, again, I mean, the weight that I was shoving around would be pretty embarrassing. Like Schwarzenegger would lift up with his index finger uh, at seventy-eight years old or whatever he is, let alone in, in his in his heyday. So I'm I'm hurting a little. You think, you think <laughs> it's a, when you when you breathe in, does it hurt if you do a d- deep breath? Yeah, what I think it is, as someone who has zero medical experience and knows nothing about the anatomy beside like uh, hands, legs, uh, penis, and head, would be, I I think it's a muscle behind a rib. And it's just, Mm. it's just one of those that, you know, probably if you were a professional athlete, you would miss 0.0 time. But it, well, it depends what sport. Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) swimming, I think would be hard. Two weeks off in the NBA. Oh, two weeks. If you're a, if you're a big league pitcher, you are. That's a month on the IL. Yeah. Did I did I forward you the the uh, Scherzer? I mean, just going ape at. Uh, oh, you at, did send me that. Minor yeah. league. Well, because in my feed, like Sy New York or whatever, you know the people that S-N-Y, cover the Mets, yeah. they're constantly like, "Look at this crazy guy!" And he's just you know, fans are like, "Max, can I get an autograph?" He, he's like sweating, not even looking at him. And he's approaching like the World Series. Guy, he's nuts. 
You, you know, you go to the minor show and you're not staying at the Four Seasons and you do anything to get back. But Max has like $350 million. He's 40 years but old. Some of these He's towns wanted- don't have five-star hotels. I know, but he is just, he approaches. I, I appreciate his standard. Like as yeah. Tomlin said, the standard is the standard. standard is Max the standard. Scherzer approaches the tiddlywinks versus the crushers no different than Nats, Cubs, and LCS. I swear to God. I mean, you see it on his face. Yeah. He's talking to a bat in uh, in batting practice. He was talking to a bat. A little crazy. <laughs> we need more. They need more crazy, don't they? They Absolutely. need more Max Scherzers. Well, I, you know, like we talk about Otani. What did he do the last 24 hours? Well, he had 10 Ks on, uh, what was that, Wednesday night, I guess? And I think the night before he had two bombs and eight RBIs or something. You know, the, the biggest reason Otani is like, Otani picked the, he picked the Angels. Okay, he picked the Angels. The Angels well, he, wouldn't even t- he wouldn't even talk to the Giants, remember? He picked the Angels. He didn't pick the Dodgers. He didn't pick the Giants. He didn't pick the Yankees. He didn't pick the Cardinals. He picked the Angels. Yeah, it was him. Him. So let's see now when they're like, oh, 50 million a year for four years. Who's he pick? Does he pick the Angels again? Baseball should have been like, Otani, you cannot. They should collude against small markets. Tell small markets you are not allowed to sign Otani. Angels, if you're a small market or if you're a. Uh, like a second class citizen team, like the second team in your town, like you should not be allowed. Otani should be like four, like that's it, four teams. You can't go to the Mariners. You can't go to the Rangers. You got to go to the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Cardinals. That's it. You think it'd be a big offseason? Would it be a big offseason for the Giants if, if Farhan got Judge and Otani? Is Otani a free agent? Uh, I think he's maybe yeah, he's, is he another year or this year. I thought it because didn't he just sign like a four year contract? Yeah, he signed a short contract. I, if I had to guess, he he just likes what he's got going on, right? Just gets to dominate under the radar. He signed I mean, a two year, eight and a half million dollar contract. When? Twenty one. So this is. So he's up. Yeah. Now he's arbitrary. I, I don't. We need the. Uh, yeah. That's that's another. We problem need the. Baseball, we need the sorry. big league executive burner uh, Twitter account to come on. And <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! You, you wonder why no one can follow your sport. You got seventeen arbit. Aaron Judge is going to arbitration in the middle of a season. Like, what are we doing? That's insane. By the what way, what are we doing? Do you see his comment? He's like, "Yeah, man, it's says all business." Well, it's easy to say now when you got seventy-five home runs through three months. But <laughs> makes no sense. It's how stupid is that? Oh my God. All right, John, time for a mailbag. Let's dive into it. These uh, real questions from real people uh, as submitted on Apple Podcasts. If you listen to Spotify, you can rate the show. We appreciate the star rating on Spotify, but you can't put words in a review and a question. So we appreciate you going to Apple Podcasts and doing that. Uh, pretty crazy. The Apple Podcasts obviously has the uh, the market cornered on reviews. I don't know how that's happened. I know. But um, that's the reality. Yeah. Listen, we're pro Apple because you all listen there. But, you know, I, I feel for all those people that run the apps, you know, that the stories out there that like, I own an app, but they take 80-20. It's like, how am I supposed to feed my kids? Yep. It's like, yeah, you know, I don't, they don't take any of ours, so we're cool with them. <laughs> uh, actually, there's a question in the mailbag today about that. So uh, now, now, but I mean, that could change. We'd be Absolutely. in trouble. And we'd be powerless. <laughs> well, that's yeah. fine. We're going to Stitcher. Screw you. <laughs> And yeah, they'd have us by the oh, uh, they'd have us by the stones. Please, Tim <gasps> Cook, let us be. <laughs> All right, John. Here we go. Mailbag questions. This is from. Uh, that's not how you do this. I, I like that pick. <laughs> this is from Joe. Joe says, "Mailbag five stars. Do you think Steve Kerr feels more accomplished with his five rings as a player with Michael, or his four rings as a coach? Thanks for the hard work. It's better on YouTube. I guess Joe just loves seeing our face, our beautiful faces." 
All right, five rings as a player or four rings as a coach. What do you think Steve Kerr values more? You know, what's funny is I was on a plane yesterday and I was, you know, you just think about random shit. And I, I downloaded Zach Lowe, had Steve Kerr on. So I downloaded the podcast for the flight and Steve was good. I, it sounded like they were like sitting next to each other. It just kind of hit me like he's a block Hall of Famer right now, right? Yeah, I'm not saying as a player, but just Steve Kerr, the NBA life. He's a yep. Hall of Famer. Because remember, the Hall of Fame, the the main Hall of Fame is just a basketball. The Naismith Hall of Fame is not pro or college specific. It's just the the Naismith. I'm pretty. Hall. I'm pretty sure he was a. He went to a Final Four with Lou Olson, or maybe they went to a couple of Elite Eights. Yeah, maybe they I mean, didn't they, go. His to numbers Four. retired at Arizona. Yeah, so I'd say he's played the he's Olympics l- twice, or played well, the Olympics, coached the Olympics. Sorry. If he was an NF, if his if his story was the equivalent of in the NFL, would there one hundred percent be a foot, football life, Steve Kerr? Given his college, yeah, pro, yeah I mean, pro if, and NBA, coaching career. If NBA TV ever did that kind of content, there should be an NBA basketball life, Steve Kerr. That's a good call. Yeah, I mean, so it, yeah, to me, I I would imagine he'd tell you they're all pretty unreal. I, I it does feel that as a player, his Michael experience was pretty fucking legendary. I mean, he hit a, basically a game-winning shot in the finals when Michael passed him the ball from Michael Jordan. Right. I mean, Michael I mean, Michael didn't just doesn't pass to anybody. He looked at him. Remember in the huddle? He told him, famous, I'll like, be ready. Coach. Yeah, I'll be I'll be ready to go. While Phil Jackson was coaching, like I, I would put that on par with his Warrior Dynasty, right? Being with Michael Jordan. Yeah. Now, two of those rings were Spurs rings, right? 99 and 03. So yeah, to me, three to with me, Michael. I, I, I put those in a, in a unique spot. Like, I would put the Warriors and Michael above those. And those are, like, those aren't bad. But, because I think one of those was 99, the short, the, the strike, short, yeah, short that year. Was the short year. Yeah. I remember that one. I think Greg Papa was the voice of the Spurs that year. Um, I think there probably is nothing like having been on the floor to hit game-winning shots or just shots. You know, being on the coaching has got to be awesome, but being on the floor and being as in the fight as you can be in the fight. I did see he said that this ring was maybe the most improbable one he's been a part of, or not improbable. I mean, obviously, they're not like the underdogs out of nowhere, but relative to the other teams that he's been on that have won, they've been, you know. This was our Villanova 84. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know. We only we were picked third in the division. Um, this was our Jimmy V moment, but it is relative to the the Bulls, the Spurs, and definitely the other Warriors championships. It, they are, I mean, it's the stand like he's been a heavy favorite most of his life in in basketball. I wouldn't say his first one was improbable, but fourteen, fifteen, like I, I don't know if they were the prohibitive favorites that year, right? Yeah, no, they weren't. They were I was t- I got a buddy Matt Muehlbach who played at Arizona with him, and they're pretty tight. He's tight with like him. And, told uh q you know the assistant coach and i was talking to him today actually and uh he said he he said i've been calling steve midas since the 80s like midas touch he's like steve just every steve just is always around just something always somehow steve is always around it a part of it just him so i guess people that knew him in in even the college days of he's always had that quality of just uh being a part of greatness how about, his high, how about the guy you went to high school with, Mike Silver, and him were like best buddies in high school? That's right. The volume <laughs> about, of Mike Silver. Think about the likelihood of that. Like Haber Minimilkoff. Shocking Mike Silver didn't last long at the NFL Network when he was bashing all the the uh, Roger Goodell. 
it's probably a uh, tough line to walk when you're a when you're an old school journo and working Did for you, the NFL Network. It's not really going to work out. Yeah. Well, also the his football the the football team tenure was short, right? Oh, did that come to an end? Well, I don't know. I assume no. It was just the off season, you know. Oh, but next yeah, up, maybe right. Todd Bates in Vegas, real name on the internet. Keep up the great work. You guys are a great duo. I think you should just do an NFL podcast, but I think you grew up together and have the same rooting interest. You guys bring the podcast heat. Congrats on the Warriors win. And even more importantly, big congrats to Habes for the Raider Nation guy pod. I like to see good guys get theirs. You're the Steph Curry of Barrier Podcasting. Should have called it the Guy Raiders Man pod with Guy Haberman, though. I look forward to hearing it when it comes out. Uh, me too. I can't freaking... I, you first guessed David Carr. Did you see his top five tight ends? Darren Waller was number one. Kelsey I, was like fourth. I did not see that, no. <laughs> yeah, Kel- Kelsey was like fourth. Uh, Darren Waller, heavy favorite number one. Top tight ends in the NFL. Gotcha. gotcha. First <laughs> guess, Greg Papa. <laughs> yeah, then Musburger, then, then all the cars. Yep. Uh, Todd asks, and I can't wait, keep tweeting at me about my Raiders pod. I can't wait. Todd asks, what sports icon do you think is most likely to also be a serial killer? I think it's Tim Duncan. I love the guy, but he's got that scary, quiet thing going on. I bet he's extinguished a few golden retriever puppies after a bad day. Jesus. Good God. Have you seen Lane Kiffin's uh, dog, by the way? That's like, uh, he's got like a lab. It looks like a lab, like a golden lab that's around the office nonstop now. I have not seen it, no. Yeah. Uh, all right, pro athlete most likely to be a serial killer, Tom Brady. I mean, without question. <laughs> you know, it's funny. He's like, you guys should go all NFL podcast, which I would say the majority of this is. And then his question involves an NBA player. <laughs> well, what football player would be a serial killer? Uh, Gruden. You have to exclude actual killers. If someone's been accused of murder, they can't. They can't be an answer here. Aaron Hernandez out. He's oh. also dead. I heard someone say the late Aaron Hernandez. Maybe it was Coward. It's it's kind of probably weird. Like, do you give the guy respect when he was a murderer? Or you'd be like, you know, the late uh, Ted Bundy. Like, is that the way it works? <laughs> or you just the, he was prolific in his day. <laughs> you know, it's like I think Aaron Hernandez has like potentially four or five kills on the. Uh, okay, but there's I think the difference. Serial killers are really bright, smart people, right? Well, wouldn't it's you say most, just, most great criminals are right? Yeah, I mean, it's different than a murderer and a true like. You know, 15 years, not getting caught. That's a different level of killer. So um, like Freddie Kitchens, Tom Sula would be out. Yeah, it'd have to be. So, exactly. It, it'd have to be, you know. Uh, so, yeah, like a someone who's a genius, viewed as a genius, maybe. Um, you know who? Photographic memory, Andrew. Oh, Andrew Luck. H- history buff. Like it'd be like all these murders occurring like copycat murders from the twenties or something. Yeah. Randy Johnson, scary, very smart, always taking pictures of things. Why is he always taking pictures of things? Good call. No one's remember, ever. Do you remember that. when he couldn't control his anger and he like shook the guy on the streets? Like get away from me. That's when right. He was with the Yankees. The camera. He took the camera out of it. <laughs> now he didn't murder a bird, so it might disqualify him since he's already under suspicion. Yeah, yeah he has killed a bird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like Randy Johnson. I, you know, yeah, the problem the is, you know, I, I would say, you know, you know how they say like uh, to be Tom Cruise, what his, you know, in a, a fighter pilot and Top Gun, you know, it's hard. Like you can be like six, three, you don't fit in the cockpit. Like they yeah. like their guys like five, nine to five, 11, you know, one well fit, like one seventy. 
it feels like how many serial killers would be 6'11"? Like, it'd, it'd be hard for him just to, like, kind of blend in. We're looking know? for a white male, long hair, 6'11". <laughs> Found him! But you could argue who has seen Randy Johnson lately. Yeah. He's under the from, radar. From Livermore. From Livermore. Sorry to put that on you, Randy. Yeah, um, we apologize. I always enjoyed your career. I don't know why guy picked you. <laughs> I Who, don't know. Whoever I, we're going to pick, I mean. I just had the, the photography thing stuck in my brain. He just um, needed a hobby. Good hobby. Anything else? Anyone else to add? It, it feels like whoever you're going to bring up. I, I think we could just eliminate a lot of the dumb guys, you know, like Jock Peterson. No chance. The other thing is they're very charming, right? So like McVeigh. Yeah, pretty good one. They tend to be charming. Married uses that as like a, you know, what's it called? Like a, you know, a, to, to like a cover like, up. Yeah. Get people's yeah. attention off you. Yeah. Slow-footed, weak-armed quarterbacks. Seven have been murdered in the last three years. Sean McVay under suspicion. Goff just disappears into the bay. Be like, the only guys who have survived are quarterbacks who make quick decisions in the Bay Area. None of them seem to be murdered. They're protected somehow. You know who might fall into this category? Huh. It would be uh, the, you know, a tall, skinny head coach that wears a beard with a famous last name that might coach the, uh, the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> you know, very, very intelligent, sneaky, kind of edgy and angry, yep. but puts on a happy face, charming when he wants to be, can make, you know, you and I shared a laugh with them earlier this year. We That's were the right. only guys that got his joke. No one else. <laughs> <laughs> we were the only guys that got his UCLA joke. When we get else. Kyle on, that has to be the first thing we talk about with him. That he failed out of UCLA as a graduate. Yeah, like, assistant. hold on. You have to explain the fact that you were at UCLA for a semester. Like, nobody ever talks about that part of your history. Yeah, I, I can't imagine him attending one class. It's like, Dad will get you in, but he can't get you an A. Because <laughs> you do have to stay eligible. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game, 
They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Next up in the mailbag, this is from C Brock 126. Love listening. I get on it every time a pod drops five stars. Question. I'm looking to support your revenue stream any way possible and help put food on the table. If I could listen once to anywhere, Apple, Spotify, YouTube Live, which is maximizing the money option for you guys? Lastly, if you ever find yourself in Portland, Maine, check out the Great Lost Bar for 200 plus craft beers on draft. I would say if you go to YouTube and when we're on just a live and you go to super chat and you gave us $1 million. So, and we could, all we need is a million people to give $1, John. But the problem is YouTube would take a cut. So we actually wouldn't get it. And then I would, because I was going to say then, then we could take off all the ads and we wouldn't, well, we'd still put them in. Cause remember Sirius is like, ad free and then it's ads everywhere it's like a streaming ad free ads everywhere it's like that's never how it works it's always like ad free just pay and then it's real like we can also throw in ads and they're numb to it you know that peacock it's like i i'm paying for streaming and then us opens just non-stop ads like what am i paying for yeah serious was king of that i I know ads was just in a world when everyone had ads you could do say no ads. And now everyone has ads again in the paid platform because you had to get people to like realize I'm going to pay for this one thing. This doesn't make any sense. But now that everyone is uh, conditioned. I, I do think Sirius XM built their 
original yeah. platform yeah. on it. Yeah. And but now I'm numb to it. I'll just be driving. Mad Dog would be like, "We'll be back in 15 minutes," and then just ads. I'm just like driving around. It's Luckily, like, there's so a different normal rate. seven million channels, so you just start clicking around. Yeah, and boom, forget where you were. To like Pearl Jam, boom. I go to a little country, boom. I go to a little whatever. Uh, I mean, options. yeah, I would say what maximizes our val our dollar. Just telling people. I mean, yeah. I, I think. I mean, all those are good. We don't. We don't. Uh, discriminate against consumption we just want consumption we've turned this bad boy into about four different revenue streams and different angles so no, no big deal to us <laughs> we got another we're, one coming we're working on more uh the great lost bar 200 plus craft beers on draft uh, I, you know sounds like a great place full disclosure you know craft beer is not really my speed i think i'd probably speak for you too john i'm not opposed to it but i'm not uh i'm an uh, ignorant comment coming by me are craft beers and IPAs the same thing, or are those different? I think they're the same thing. Yeah. Okay. So all IPAs are craft beers, and all but are all craft beers IPAs? Yeah, I mean, you might get a beer snob that say you're you're not right or wrong. I, I don't. I mean, I I don't know. I don't drink them either. I, I just I don't get my calories that way. I'd like cocktails. I I just people think I'm nuts if I go like, bro. I could easily drink a Miller Light or Coors Light. I, I don't really like Bud Light. But if you just say, like, I'm at the pool drinking Miller Lights or Coors Light, like, I'm cool with it. Well, I mean, let's say, uh, hey, uh, they, they throw you a, uh, what are they, you know, the uh, cup holder, whatever, the coaster. They roll a coaster at you. What are you having? I'm probably most likely, and it's a, it's going to be a beer, Tito's and soda. But I'm most likely to say Coors Light, probably Modelo, maybe a Corona Light. Yeah. That might be I, my, what I'm most likely, 805. You like 805. It just has a good flavor. I got some in the fridge. You like that flavor? Yeah, I like 805. Lagunitas, pretty good. So, uh, but you know, we're not I'm not uh, we're not beer snob haters, but we just I don't I don't particularly like the honestly IPAs, I just don't like the flavor of it. I agree. I I've a couple times when you go with beer snobby people and they order, it's like you're like I'll try whatever he's having and it's like you're really <laughs> enjoying this. I can't finish it. Speaking of can't finish it, Holy Mailbag shit. question. Let's just, I mean, guy, if this was a homework assignment, I wouldn't read it. Uh, what is it? TDLR, too, uh, TLDR, too long, didn't read. <laughs> All right, let me take a breath here. Nick Merck, question. With this championship and a strong close to his career, does Steph Curry start to challenge LeBron for best player of this era? I don't see why he can't. Uh, you could argue he's impacted and involved the game more is a better offensive player, elevates players around him just as much, now has four rings. He's done it in one place versus the same core versus buying his success. He's also more humble, more likable, aging much better, in my opinion, than LeBron, who has turned too egocentric and, frankly, kind of weird. Thanks, guys. He says thanks, and then he writes another 300 words. But let's answer that question first. No, I don't think Steph can pass LeBron as the best player of the era. I, I also think it's probably a little unfair to say he's a better offensive player. LeBron is a much better passer. He has a higher points per game throughout his career. Obviously, Steph's a better three-point shooter, but LeBron's field goal percentage on non-threes is better. Like, listen, I, I'm with you. He's gotten really annoying. I'm not a. I don't like him really anymore. Not nothing personal. It's just he does nothing for me. If he just called him annoying and then said nothing personal. So I think it's somewhat personal. Well, I, I what I mean is annoying his whole basketball thing. It's yeah, just all it's like not, the mercenary thing. Yeah, I guess it is personal. <laughs> it's because we're talking about a human. Nothing personal, but I can't stand the look of the guy's face. But I, I think part of Steph's value is the intangible shit, right? The yeah, leadership. 100%. Stuff. 
that LeBron kind of has, but he kind he kind of picks and chooses it. I mean, I think part of LeBron that just he is just such a physical force, right? At his size, you think back to what it was like to see him come into the league at his size to do the things he does. He is maybe we take for granted a little bit how unique he is. Now, if given the choice to start my career with Steph, to start my team with Steph or LeBron, knowing that Steph just won four championships, I just go with Steph. My life will be easier. It'll be more entertaining. He won't ever leave, and I'm going to win as many titles. I would go with Steph. But, I mean, LeBron, the, the physicality of LeBron, I think, is what separates him from so many players in the history of the sport at his size. Yeah. Uh, this question, mailbag goes on. Uh, but since he gave us five stars, I'll continue reading. I first found Middlecoff on the Cowherd feed three years ago and immediately loved his direct, smart, opinionated style. His takes yeah. on the NFL are really unique, well-informed, and complex from his time as a scout. You like a wine. Uh, this led me to find the Ham Podcast, which is equally awesome addition to the podcast lineup. Haberman is just as good, and their report together might as well be the best in broadcasting that I know of. Together, really smart, good NFL and Niner content, which I'm particularly addicted to. Highly recommend. So much so that I actually prioritize 3 and Out and Ham over the herd because they are that good, which I can't believe I'm saying out loud. Question for the pod. Everyone seems to be convinced of two things. One... I love how he just goes to a whole other review without acknowledging that this is the same review. This is like the PS. Uh, PSSS. Everyone seems convinced of two things. Where's this question from? Also, kids will never know what PS is because they'll never write letters ever again. This says June 17th, 2022. But listen to this question. Everyone seems convinced of two things. The Jets are taking Wilson with the number two pick. And two... The Niners know this because of the relationship with Salah and LaFleur, prompting them to move up. Both just seem too obvious. I'm not sure Fields isn't the best prospect behind Lawrence. Agreed. Maybe he copy and pasted an old one. Yeah. Is it possible Mac Jones to the Niners rumors are a smoke scream aimed at Salah to get Shanahan's former pupils to think he likes Mac so much, uh, leaving the Niners to have their pick of the two? Fields or Wilson? This must be, he must have, maybe this is an old review, pasted into a new review. Maybe it's yeah. a second review. Do uh, you think the Niners are going to take a three? <laughs> uh, McCorkle? <laughs> I think they're going with Trey Lance, John. I mean, McCorkle's got Patricia. He sits every day with Patricia in an offensive meeting. Think how McCorkle's life has changed. He went from Saban to Josh McDaniels to Matt Patricia. McCorkle's got to be like, Kyle, could we have a redo, buddy? Uh, I'll promise I'll work really hard to improve my legs and arm strength. Please, Josh, take me with you. <laughs> Please, Josh, like I want to at your price point. Uh, next up, this is from Rosie Havoc. Rosie Havoc. Rosie Havoc. What about the name Double OT for the podcast? Maybe not as the full pod, but like a segment when you guys put up one of those late shows. Anyway, what's in a name? Keep doing what you do. Just win, baby. This guy would be a listener of the uh, the Haberman Raider pod. What are we calling it? Just win, baby, with Haberman. Just win, guy. With, ha- with Haberman and uh, Dan Ventrelli. First guest, second guest, Mark Bedane. Third guest, uh, th- I don't even know. Keep going. No one even cares. <laughs> no one even knows who these people are. Kevin Nah. 
Tell us about Derek's golf game. Uh, Devante, maybe. I could see Derek somehow making a cameo in a live event. Keep an eye on that. I'm not reporting this or sources, but it just would it totally shock you if all of a sudden, like on the bag, maybe not on the bag, but they they do the pro ams on Wednesday, and they're going to try to get famous people. I, Coward, I, I was watching. He had the show on the background, and he's like, you know, I was talking to a prominent agent in Hollywood, and they have been offering massive amounts of money to the most famous bands in, in America. The Drakes, the Foo Fighter, you name it. I don't even I don't even know who that would be. But he's like, people in the music industry, these fucking Greg Norman, they want to throw concerts Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night. And they are offering these guys amount of money, like one night, $10 million. And so far, a lot of people are turning it. You know, like, do they want to get involved in this? Mm. But but the money's so big that they're like, let's just see the first American one. And then maybe we'll right, jump right, on right. the second. Like, it's, right, right. it's going to happen. I could just see Derek if he's good friends with Kevin Naw. That it's inevitable they're going to do a tournament in Vegas. Right? So he, there's a million sweet golf courses there. Just all of a sudden, Derek, Kevin Naw, pictures, and it kind of getting weird. Again, I don't think it's weird. Like it is what it is. Like Eamon Lynch and the golf. Everyone really, really mad at the PGA at these guys leaving are people that are have a financial motive for the PGA Tour to succeed. Like if you work for Golf Channel, you don't want Live to succeed. Period. Point blank. End of story. You cover the PGA Tour, right? Does it now? Sometimes conflicts of interest exist that don't necessarily make your perspective wrong, but I think that's an important distinction to make. One hundred percent. Because here's the thing: there's not a soul that goes Saudis, great people. You know, like every Phil admitted it. He's like, yeah, crazy motherfuckers. You know, <laughs> Phil said that, but he's like, well, two hundred million. One thing, uh, Ethan Sherwood Strauss wrote a while ago. Um, I don't know if it was about Brittany Griner. Maybe it was somewhat about Brittany Griner. It's like, you know, a lot of the, the WNB players go to Russia for money, right? For money. To make a lot of money. But, like, these are not necessarily, uh, you know, I don't know that if we did an audit of some of these women's basketball teams in Russia that it, it would all make sense, that that it could be, uh, uh, so like, money laundering operations. But, again, I don't know enough about that to, to speak with authority. But, like, the well, idea that, like, you know, there's why are they making a million bucks there and one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars? I've seen a couple of people on the Internet say that, like she's taking shady. She got involved with shady people over there and something shady happened to her. And people are like, well, unlike the PGA Tour player, she couldn't earn here. There's not money here. It's like, well, it's not the point. Like if you're going to get involved with shady people, shady shit happens. Like if all of a sudden and it feels pretty unlikely. The part that's crazy about that is like she's worth so much to a Russian basketball team. They can't like, hey, let's. She's valuable to us. Let's let her go on her way. But obviously, there's a stronger uh, government pull. There are other things. Going I, on. I think one major difference, too, is like, would these guys have jumped if every if you had to go move to Saudi for six months? They're not going to Saudi. Like, you have to go right. to Russia. Like, that's right. on you. Like, right. Phil goes, I'm playing fucking Pumpkin Ridge in Oregon. You know, I'm playing Doral in Florida. And their, and their sport already plays international events also, right? But do you agree that if they were giving the same amount of money, do you think all these guys go off and the whole tournament was Saudi? in Saudi Arabia for six months? No. Yeah, like all 15 of their events, they are not no. able to buy these guys. No. Uh, last mailbag thing before we get to Arch Manning. Uh, Sean, on the YouTube, we get to, we always we read their YouTube comments. We were talking on the last podcast, John, about the brothers that sold the uh, Spirit of St. Louis. Or, uh, no, not the Spirit of yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. St. Louis Spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, he said the brothers made eight hundred and thirty million in revenue and a five hundred million dollar buyout in twenty fourteen for uh, so he lowballed him. He said fifty. 
Yeah, I said $50 million buyout, but it makes sense. If you're going to give up perpetuity, perpetuity rights yeah. to the NBA's television revenue for your ABA sale in 1973 or 1977 or whatever the hell it was, you think those you think their kids have a you know the be- you know the best part about when you got someone by the balls because like we're not going away unless you pay us an astronomical amount you just throw out crazy numbers you're like I'm so rich these numbers don't even matter I never understand why people celebrate because what you were just saying about the kids is like I want to make sure my kids 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 every single fucking human on the internet's always complaining about like rich people's kids. So it's like you just want people to have more rich people kids all over the place. Like it's like, okay, now all these like pro athletes kids are all taken care of and their kids like who the fuck's going to work? Like Tony Saragusa said, someone has to be the fucking plumber, you know, rest in peace. R.I.P. to Big Tony. Have you seen any news on what happened exactly? No, honestly, I hadn't. I mean, yeah, he was big boy. He was old. I mean, older. I mean, 55. 55? That's not old. I, I just meant like it's not like he was. That's not old at all, but honestly, if you had said how old is Tony, I would have, I, I would have guessed early sixties probably, but that sucks, man. Remember him just on the sidelines. Just, he was just, he was perfect. Right. The big personality, enormous guy, famous had won. You can't really get, he will talk some shit. Like he was, isn't wasn't he just ideal? It felt like when I think like spread. big time sports personalities, like if I'm an exec, I drool over guys like him. Yep. Lovable. Yep. Had Lovable. like a bar- had like a Charles Barkley quality to him. I think he remember he kind of had a he got fired. It was kind of a big deal. Something happened. I don't remember. Nick Fox. I don't I mean, know. I I you're right, obviously, because but I, I don't remember what happened. Aaron Andrews took his job, I think. Uh I mean there's pl- but there's plenty of broadcast crews. Was he on was he with Joe and Troy? Maybe it was. Well, I thought he was near the top, wasn't yeah. he? John, big news. Arch Manning, nephew of Eli and Peyton. Picked Texas. Yep, horns up. And all right, um, all right, all right. That was the second picture that went around of him on the internet. The first was him and the whole squad, everybody wearing the same outfit. This is the uh, guy who wears these shorts anymore. I mean, I, I, slash I, Martha's Vineyard apparel. I love golf shorts. I do not own a pair of khaki golf shorts anymore. Well, how long are, are Arch Senior or Big Arch? Now, all these guys are big people, but. The straight khaki with no with no elasticity in it. Uh, that's what they're wearing. The same. Everyone's got the same belt, like woven on the sides. Eli's has uh, Cooper's actually. It's Cooper that has the Ole Miss, and Eli maybe has the Ole Miss belt. The pin, the the striped, the horizontal striped polo. I almost bought one of those on uh, Wednesday. Almost went classic Ralph Lauren polo with the stripes, but didn't quite fit right. Uh, but it's just a great look. Just a great look. That is that is Arches. That's Cooper's youngest son who is Arch's center on the football team. I think he's like a sophomore in high school. A little thicker, you can tell. You know, yep. Yep. I could easily see him hitting a gross spurt and becoming a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all huge. That's the thing. All these guys are massive people. Right? Well, the, the youngest kid's the shortest, and what do you think he is, 6'2"? I mean, Grandpa probably shrunk an inch or two, but Peyton, Peyton's a big man, and Peyton and Eli are both big, and they're both standing nearest to the camera, so it makes them look even bigger. They're fucking I mean, huge. Arch is just as big as Eli, it looks like. Yeah, and how old is he? 17 years old? He's a high so. school. He's going into his senior year. <laughs> so, well, I mean, Eli Manning's a 20-year NFL vet. And look at, look at the – I mean, Arch is going to be – Arch is a thoroughbred guy, an absolute thoroughbred. Now, it's different because he's legitimately good, and I, I think 
Alabama and Georgia wouldn't recruit you just because you're famous. Is that fair to say? I think Texas might, but Alabama and Georgia would not be seriously going after if they didn't view him as like a legit NFL prospect, right? Yeah. That's how Saban looks. If Saban, well, these guys are trying to win national championships. They don't. Yeah. So he's. They don't need the PR. I've watched a couple clips of him on football. Like, I'm a long time out of the game. I mean, he looks solid, but it's. I remember watching Spencer Rattler thinking he looked sweet, so it's it's hard to tell. I remember being most impressed by his basketball highlights, thinking like, "Jesus, this guy's a this guy's a hoss." Uh, but I I think it's going to be very very. Think about I would say the best two prospects of the last decade. Luck got to fly under the radar right as a recruit, and then when he got to Stanford, he became a really big deal. Trevor Lawrence did not. I remember hearing about Trevor Lawrence in high school. And it was a really big deal. And he immediately started and became a legend. But those two guys became like the two prospects that everyone agreed, like, can't miss, can't miss, can't miss. Right. I would put this guy on, on Trevor's level of fame. It just like number one prospect. Every team wants him. Should be a three and done guy. But it, everyone's already viewing him like he's going to be Andrew Luck. Like it's going to and factoring in the two brothers who, again, are not even his father. Right. I, I think he kind of gets talked about like he's Eli or Peyton's kid, but he's Cooper's kid. And they're, it's weird, right? In their family, they're all kind of together. So it's like it doesn't even matter. I mean, they all have the same sperm, clearly. Right. I mean, look, like is Peyton going to produce? Like I think Peyton, Peyton's kid's Marshall. Like I expect him to look like Arch. Yeah. But it, it it does feel very, very difficult to live up to what's coming, right? For a variety of reasons, right? Sometimes it's just it's hard to evaluate you. You get misevaluated. Sometimes you go to a place that can't make the most of it. Sometimes you can't handle the pressure. Um, and I think that's one thing that's unique. I, we talked a while ago about this article maybe a couple months ago, and it was basically how did Eli and Peyton's recruiting go? I think it was in The Athletic. And what does that tell us about Arch? And now that Arch has picked Texas, I think it's actually looking back at that article was it was pretty good at kind of previewing. Those guys ultimately went to play both of them to play for David Cutcliffe. They both picked the play. Cutcliffe was the OC at Tennessee, and then he was the head coach at Ole Miss. They both picked the person that they thought would develop him the best. Right. They did not at that time. Because keep in mind, NIL exists now. But if Peyton wanted to get paid more money and definitely Eli, who went to Ole Miss, wanted to go somewhere we could have made the most money. I'm sure they could have gone somewhere else, right? Yeah. That's not what they chose. And even though Arch clearly ma- is making money in this deal, I-, I mean, there's no question their top priority was where where is the best for him to develop? I thought the article, you you referenced it, there was one a couple days ago, somebody wrote about him. Like the guy who's quoted talking about Arch in that athletic article a couple days ago this week is his high school coach. And that's the same if you look back at some of the Eli and Peyton stuff. It's the high school coach that kind of spoke for them and didn't really sp- never spoke out of turn and just said the same stuff. Clearly so, an impressive guy like Archbishop New Orleans is where they where they live. I yeah, think. Newman. Is that the name yeah, of the Newman? Archbishop Newman. Yeah. Like they clearly believe in Steve Sarkeesian. Like I think that's one of the headlines here is everyone. I'd say the whole college football world doesn't have for a few years now is trying to figure out what is Sark legit or like what's the deal. These guys real clearly believe in him and his OC. Like they would not go there. They're not going to the highest bidder. They're not going to the. They clearly believe in him. But I, I think if you heard their dad talk, they allowed because remember there's a lot of pressure with Peyton. It was a big deal for him not to go to Ole Miss, and when he went to Tennessee, and Arch's yeah. thing, Archie, it's kind of crazy, right? It makes Grandpa. sense why his Arch and Archie, great name, pretty, by the way. pretty and pretty cool, like to name your grandson, but not yeah. like it's just it's awesome. 
Peyton was allowed to make the decision. Like Archie was not going to force him. I mean, Archie is easily. I mean, when you watch Eli get his name, like in just the lead up to it, easily like a top 10 most famous guy in the history of the SEC. And in that program, like when you, I bet if, if you and I had grown up in, in the South, Ole Miss was Archie Manning. Ole Miss, Archie Manning. And Peyton didn't have to go there. And I do wonder, you know, this was not Peyton, Eli, or Cooper's decision if they allow, obviously, does it make, do you, now that, that picture went viral yesterday. Do you think they were all together knowing the decision was coming now clearly, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, I don't know like how much, I'm sure he talks to him all the time, but I, I do wonder if they just like, this is Arch's decision. And you hear like people that are good parents, our parents, I, we were lucky to have good parents. A lot of people have good parents. Like you, you do like you lean on, you want your kid to lean on you, but ultimately like, especially with college, like it's your fucking decision. I, I'm not there with you. So I, I do wonder if the, the, the uh, I had to look him up this morning before we hopped on mill. is like the quarterback coach's name who started at Alabama as a quarterback, then transferred to North Alabama. And he had been like a, you know, kind of a middling OCs, like our age, one year younger at like Akron and some random, he became a quality control coach at Alabama when Sark was there. Sark took him, made him his quarterback coach. And this guy's been recruiting the shit out of him. They just hit it off. Now, in fairness to Sark, I don't know if Sark's a great head coach. I would say the evidence would be more than questionable at this point in time. But I, I do think it's fair to say he can really recruit like like Lane. Like they, they can those two guys. Now Lane, I think, has proven he's a dynamic head coach, right? He just won 10 games at Ole Miss. Like it's the most regular season wins they've ever had. Sark just went six and seven at Texas. Now, granted, he inherited a program with no NFL players, but you put him in a room and like listen, it did not go well at Washington at all because Pete got there with they had a bunch of talent. But the reason he won immediately is Sark left him with a bunch of talent. Like yeah. he really recruited. Like Sark, Sark clearly, I, I don't know him personally. I, I've actually, I don't think I've ever really talked to him. People I know that know him really love the guy. A lot of people root for him. Yeah, that's true. I think, but he's going to have my a point big, is like he is really good with people. Well, he's got to balance it though because, by the way, they play at Alabama week two next year. They open with Alabama at home this year. Then they go to Alabama week two in 2023, Arches freshman year. Well, does this does this put basically Sark now on scholarship for like three years doing this? Because what if he goes six yes or seven and again? No, I mean, uh, he's getting next year, right? Because you can't fire him because Arch doesn't sign until you can't like Arch is committed to Texas. But if you fire Sark for whatever reason this year, Arch can go somewhere else. Plus the portal. But he's got a number you one. You, you, it, Arch doesn't feel like a guy decommitting and committing. Does not does feel it? like a guy who's <laughs> like, uh, thanks to Coach Stark in Texas, but I've uh, decided to reopen. Uh, no interviews. Uh, respect my. Problem. In the article that I learned about Arch, it was it, what the article was was like a breakdown of Texas, like the state of Texas. So it includes TCU, Rice, under TCU and Sunny Dykes, like their number one recruit had been committed to SMU and then decommitted to SMU, joined TCU with Sonny Dykes. Then he decommuted, decommitted from Sonny Dykes. He opened up his recruiting, and now he's recommitted. It's like, God, this got to be exhausting. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be some of these guys, man. So Texas has former, the number one quarterback in the 2020 class, a guy named Hudson Card. He's probably going to be their starter this year. Played a little last year, 61%, five touchdowns a pick. They got Quinn Ewers, right, who went to Ohio State. He was the number one quarterback in the 21 class. He quit uh, He quit high school early, right, to quit make high money. high school early. 
Now he's at Texas also. So let's, what if Hudson Card's really good this year? Does Arch Manning just get the job in 2023? Maybe they, maybe they're not, maybe the Mannings aren't thinking of it that way. Like, whatever, if he's got to wait a year, he can wait a year because Hudson Card, if he's good, isn't going to be there four more years. He'd probably, you know, he's draft eligible after this year. Um, Because Alabama would be wide open, right? I mean, Bryce is going to go pro after this year. Bryce is going to go pro. Like, there's, I think what's really interesting with these Texas guys and and Georgia's quarterbacks a walk on how good is Hudson Card? how good is Quinn Ewers is Arch Manning showing up ready to play if he is then where do these where do these guys go does one of them end up at Arizona does one of them end up at Alabama like what happens um now you know this most people who like college sports know this the odds of all three guys being a hit are pretty low like it, this year will be really interesting I think one of the cool stories in college football you and I have talked about this is is the guys that, that had left USC in the last three years, right? JT Daniels is now the quarterback at West Virginia after going to Georgia. Keaton Slovis is now the quarterback at Pitt. And Jackson Dart is now the quarterback at Ole Miss. That's the one I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah, that's the one. Every, I mean, his Heisman odds are pretty high. <laughs> like, he's got pretty good odds. And obviously, they got, you know, Caleb Williams. Jackson Dart probably stays at SC if Caleb Williams is All these the guys, but, but why did Ewers leave uh, Ohio State fast? Because it turned out CJ was really good really fast. Well, at the end of the day, at any given time on this planet, there's like 15 legit NFL, 15, 10 to 15 really good NFL quarterbacks. And like, I don't know. 30 good college players. I'd say 30 good ones. And then I'm not talking about NFL. Leagues. I'm talking about even like Graham yeah, yeah. Harrells and stuff. Just, guys that can throw up numbers and win. Jake I would Hainers. say the number of college quarterbacks where their fan base is happy with their guy. It's probably, yeah, 20 to 30. Well, think of how many there are on the West. There's Caleb Williams. There's the Utah kid. There's Hayner. There aren't even that many. Rising, right? yeah. do, do you think UCLA loves their quarterback? No, I mean, but he's going to be a fifth-year starter, but yeah. Stanford, um, he should we'll be, see. but we'll see. Yeah, Bo Nix at Oregon, we'll see. Washington State, maybe Cam Ward. Yeah, you're right. Like, There's a lot of fan bases right now pretty optimistic about their guy. I was right. going the other way. I was saying I think they're but unknown. Like I, I think there are like three that feel really unknown, good. Yes. Fresno State, USC, and Utah feel very good about their quarterback. Like yep. they're gonna win big with that guy. Yep. And then you add in Alabama, Ohio State, um, Kentucky, Ten- I, guess. Uh, I was gonna say Tennessee, but I meant Kentucky. Yeah. In theory. <laughs> I just heard that. What's that guy's name? Levis. Will Levis. I just yeah. I'm keeping an eye on Skangarello. Ole Miss. Skangs. Skags, Skangs. So what if they just become like the number one offense. Skangarello becomes this huge coaching prospect. Hot name. <laughs> Kyle Badmousen. Trey Lance um, Badmousen. I, I think, you know, we're, we're going to talk to Lincoln Riley on, on, you'll hear that conversation coming up Saturday or Sunday or Monday, depending on when you listen, however you consume. It's available whenever. That's the beauty of podcasting. Internet. USC being great is really good. You and I talked about this on that show. It's really good for the Pac 12. It's also big for college football in general. And Texas is the same. Like, I'm happy he chose Texas, Arch. If he's a good quarterback, I'm Alabama's gonna be fine without him. <laughs> George will be fine without him. Texas Texas is gonna be on your TV one way or the other. So I hope they're good because they're gonna be on. Guy, they did not have a player drafted. That's crazy. They, they did not have a player drafted. Like they I, I you could argue it's been an ugly, you know, five, six year stretch for him. Last year, honestly, felt like the lowest point. No player drafted, six and seven. A monkey bit a kid. I mean, it was it pole was assassin. Pretty, they lost to Kansas. <laughs> I mean, last year was bad. Sark, you could argue Sark needed this. 
Uh, you could argue that because it feels like he would be in a must-win situation this year without it. Because you and I talked last year, what could he get fired after this year? Like, is he going to last two years? And now it feels like this buys him a little time. Because this is ultimately a part of why you hire him, right? Because say what you want, I will. Def- like, it's not his fault they didn't have NFL prospects. That shows you, like, have they not been recruiting as well? What was the guy's name that they took from Urban? Um, who's their last coach? The offensive coordinator from Ohio oh, Tom, State, Tom uh, Herman. Like that was a disaster, you know. And there was a lot of hype behind him, and he felt like the one thing Sark doesn't feel like, which I felt Herman like is hot, like just kind of a bunch of fluff and bullshit. I do think Sark tries. <laughs> And I do think he's a pretty genuine guy. I, I just question how good he is as a head coach. And, and in fairness to him, like it's hard to be a good, really good head coach. Like think of how many there are: Kirby, Nick, Urban, Chris Peterson. Like there's Lincoln Riley. Like they're, they're like uh, Dabo. There's like six or seven you feel really good about. And then even the next tier, you're like, yeah, Jim Harbaugh kind of flawed. You know, I mean, even high end guys. You know, yeah, James but you Franklin. Would take Har- you would if I no, said but, your but program. My point is James Franklin, Jim Harbaugh. Like they have flaws. Lane Kiffin, yeah. Mel Tucker. Jimbo, hundred million, yeah. So it's just, I and my point is, I don't Sark ain't in that group, right? No, no. But maybe he could be. I mean, I think the other thing that's interesting about this is it is kind of, I don't quite remember it, but you know, this is kind of forging your own path. I respect that part of it for Arch Manning. Texas is not a place historically that produces quarterbacks. They only have one first rounder. That was Vince. I just I could be wrong. I just found a list going back to uh, all their draft picks going back to 19. I think they've had like this goes back to 48. I mean, they've had if you they had two quarterbacks drafted in 1948. Okay, I remember. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. And then since then, they've had five total quarterbacks drafted, drafted, not first round picks. Drafted Texas. Cole. Rick McIver, a third rounder in 84. Good Chris arm. Sims. Chris Sims, third rounder 03. VY, first rounder 06. Colt McCoy, third rounder in 10. Sam Ellinger, sixth rounder in 21. That's it. I mean, <laughs> holy shit. Now, now I, I would say this though, guy. If you really dove into a lot of the sweet programs. Historically, they ran the ball down your throat. Like when I think Texas, you know, when we were like in junior high, like Ricky Williams, right? I mean, Jamal Charles. For a long period of time, college football was run the ball down your throat. Uh And historically, a lot of quarterbacks, right, come from random schools. Elway, Stanford, Marino, Pitt, Luck, Stanford, right? Aaron Rodgers, Cal. It's not even Brady, Michigan, but Michigan's produced a lot of quarterbacks. I'm not defending Texas. I just... I do think, like, if you looked at Alabama's history of quarterbacks, probably not as great as you think till recently. But I, that is crazy when you say it out loud. I mean, uh, Oklahoma has – think how many more Oklahoma has, right? Yeah, I mean, U- UCLA's had, like, 11 guys drafted since Yeah, but when I think UCLA, like, academic, quarterback, pro-style offense yeah, historically just, before Yeah, but you just assume Texas gets the best – like, Texas has its pick. They have the most money – they get the best players. They live in Texas. Well, it's, it's historically one of the most overrated brands. Excuse me. The brand is legit. The actual program is yeah. they, they, like their rival, Oklahoma and Texas. One day I did this for an exercise just because this was maybe years ago. And I was just everyone, Texas, Texas. I just remember looking up, putting Oklahoma and Texas's win totals just for like 35 years. It ain't even close. If I was an Oklahoma diehard, I'd be so tired of Texas. Like they get talked about nonstop. 
and we average like ten and a half wins. They average like seven or or eight. Yeah, and, and think the Oklahoma has a way more natties, way more pro pro. Think about just the random guys in the NFL. You're like Trent Williams, fucking Oklahoma. I mean, they just Oklahoma. It ain't close. Now that's where Sark, Mark Andrews, D.D. Westbrook, Hollywood he, Hollywood Brown. He he should be able to recruit on their level. C.D. Lamb. Yep. Dudes, Alabama, Texas this year in Texas. That's uh why I I saw someone memed it like uh they just did like a quote. It was like Arch Manning drops back, rolls right, throws a beautiful strike in the back of the back of the end zone, touchdown Texas. Now the score is fifty five to ten Alabama. <laughs> you know, it's going to be very difficult. Well, I mean, what? How many games did uh, Eli win at Ole Miss? Not as many, but they had pretty good. I mean, remember, he played on some talented teams. Like, they had Patrick Willis. I mean, they. Right. I, I do wonder. It's going to be very fascinating if how they, because there have been a lot of talks with how they're going to break up the SEC. Are they just going to, Texas goes to one, Oklahoma goes to one. Do they go four sets of pods? I think that's, if you just throw Texas, like you have to play A&M, Bama, Auburn, and LSU, like you're in trouble. But do well, you, you get to play like Kentucky, Tennessee, and Alabama or one of those, you know? Is there a little balance? Right now, they don't know from the last I looked. First, like the first it, year of the SEC will be what, 2025? Or in, in, that, that 2025 is when the deal's set to start. So Eli 01 doesn't really, Eli, uh, sorry, Eli in 2000 is kind of the backup. Sophomore goes seven and four. Oh two, his junior year goes seven and six. Oh three, his senior year goes ten and three. So pretty good year. Oh three, oh four. Sorry, twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five. So in theory, in theory, Arch twenty twenty five. That's his third year, right? Part of the deal, the way we're talking about it, I have to kind of check. He doesn't have to show up and be a Heisman winner his freshman year, right? That's not how this stuff. Even with his, even with Eli, it didn't work that way. It's not how it. If guys can stay in one spot, you can just develop. That's the point of this. If they could roll into twenty twenty five, the SEC, he doesn't have to beat Saban as a freshman. Doesn't have to doesn't have to play as a freshman. You know that'd be a pretty. But so I, I do feel confident that Sark's going to get a Jameson Williams here, a Will Anderson there. Like he, he'll get some top. I mean, they're paying for him. They, I mean, I just think they had one of the best classes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Someone I had a buddy, a scout buddy. I talked to him on the phone a couple days ago. And, you know, the offseason projects, they're watching college players. Texas this year, now he won't be there with Arch, I guess, is B. John Robinson, their running back, is supposedly the best running back in the country. Like, yeah. So I, and I, he might have inherited him from Herman, but like Sark is going to keep getting guys like that. Well, like Texas is kind of, there are some people that think Texas could be good this year. Well, that quarterback that you named the starter, like, yeah. I would imagine he could have gone a lot of other places, right? Number one quarterback in his class. So. But, but that's he's, why he's been there two years now. So, so he's a redshirt sophomore going into this season. Yeah. Well, I guess that 2020 didn't even count. played more yeah. last year. So, if you were a true freshman, COVID year 2020, is it almost like just a zero? It means yeah. nothing. You it doesn't still even count a as a redshirt if you need it. Yeah. Wow. So the freshman that year, there are going to be guys in a couple of years. Some of these programs are like 23 years old that have right. played just a like lot there of were football. in 2020, uh, 2021, right? Guys who were seniors, maybe had already redshirted. 
then we're going to be redshirt seniors in 2020 who came back in 2021. I would say the difference, though, is like the 2020 year threw off like their lifting schedules and eating schedules, right? Yeah. Like you got now like five straight years of normalcy. Right. And let's say you like so sweet you played a little 2020. Yep. But now if you're that good, maybe you go end up going pro by like no, you could play. You could play a little in 2020. You could play four games in 21 redshirt and be a third year freshman in 2022. Is that the rule? There's not a percentage. It's just four total games. Four you games. Play, you can start the whole, play the whole game, and then I can just. Yep. As long as so, you play four games or less, you can still redshirt that season. So why wouldn't, if I had some sweet freshmen, but I didn't want to play them, once I got to like week nine and I only had four games left, including the bowl game, wouldn't I start instituting some of those guys? Yeah, you could not. do that. Sometimes they'll play them. Does that uh, happen? Yeah. Or they'll play them in their like, you know, week no, one against UC Davis. And then yeah. it's like, oh, shit, he's ready to roll. Let's just play him. If not, no problem. But Which back at the end in the of the day, year, when, when you and I were around Fresno State, you couldn't do shit like that. You had to like announce. You, you, this is only probably four years old, maybe. I like that rule. At the most. It's a, it's a good rule. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, go uh, rate, review, share. People you hate, people you love. Um, go get yourself a pair of khaki pants and a belt. <laughs> go get yourself a pair of khaki pants, a belt. Tuck in the polo. That's a good look. I mean, Peyton's been wearing that look since 1987. If you're the young kid, untuck it. (laughs) Peyton looks good, doesn't he? They, they honestly, they they are they're a fun family, aren't they? They are, man. They they they, really are just a fun family. Cooper's probably the life of the party. Got to be pretty fun to be the grandpa. Yeah, it's pretty good. Because I think part of it, right, was his NFL career was pretty shitty because they were right. the, the Saints were awful. The Saints like the, all the people in the South were like, he's the but best he's a legend. we ever saw. Yeah, he's a legend. They're like, you don't understand. If you hadn't seen the tape, Arch was more athletic than Peyton or Eli. That's the thing. Like, Arch was a runner. That's the yeah. other thing. Arch, Archie. He was like Johnny Football. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for hanging, everybody. Later. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.